All right. What a win that was, folks. My goodness. Welcome to the show. Yes, we are audio only in this episode. So for my YouTube subscribers, I apologize. There is no video edit of this podcast. And that's because usually on back-to-backs, we try to keep the first one short since the shelf life is is uh, very short. Uh, so we try to get the episode out as soon as we can, and we just don't have time for everything. So we're going we're gonna to have a quicker episode as well. Um, but wow, what a win that was. You know what, man? Like, you know, we're going to get into all of it. We'll, we'll get into all of it. We have a lot to discuss. Nick Sixers, we're going to try to fit it all into 20 minutes. I doubt it. I say that all the time. We end up going at least 30. Um, but it definitely won't be the 45 minutes that we usually do. Nick Sixers, let's talk. Episode 603 of the podcast. I'm your host, RJ. Let's get into this episode. Welcome to the podcast. I'm your host, RJ Carbone. You are listening to BD4, where there's no better way to get your Yankees and Knicks analysis. We also do MMA. Yanks every series, Knicks every game, MMA on occasion. Let's get to it. Anthony for three. Let's go. What a win for the Knicks. I mean, there there are so many things to say, but like this this was in my opinion another one of those statement wins. Um and you know what? After a very slow start to the season, not not a very slow start to the season, but after a start to the season where for a while there the only teams you really saw the Knicks take care of and to their credit they were doing their job beating every single one of those teams were the bottom feeders and the mediocre clubs but like it's starting to pile up now to where the Knicks are picking up some pretty big wins um and we're at a point where I think you can officially kill the narrative about the Knicks not being able to defeat good contending teams I think that's out the window. Um, I mean, since Christmas, like you've had Milwaukee, Minnesota, now you can add this. And and I'm adding, it's starting to pile up. And I'm adding this 128-92 win over the Sixers in their building to that list. You have the comeback versus Miami. That was the first like signature statement win of the season. I have that on my list. I have the Christmas Day game versus Milwaukee. I have New Year's Day against the Timberwolves where OG debuts. And now I'm adding in 
smoking the Philadelphia 76ers in their building on ESPN. Brunson drops 30. So, like, yeah, I mean, at this point, if you want to throw in, you know, a lot of other people like to talk about the Lakers win, the Phoenix win, fuck it, throw it in. You know, Brunson did drop 50 on 9 of 9 three-point shooting against Phoenix. The Lakers game was a tight game. They beat them on banner night at Staples. Sure. But I definitely have this game in my top top. Like, of all six of those games we just mentioned, this statement win against the Sixers is top three at least. It's very interchangeable from there, like between Milwaukee, Miami, and this game. But you're adding another one in this game. Um, what a win that was. I did, we beat the 76ers by 37 points, is that? That's insane. In Philly. So all of a sudden, the Knicks, who were scuffling entering the new year, they win three in a row. They're 20-15 and 15 overall. Um, and now just a half game back from fourth place where Indiana now sits in fourth. That's because of the Orlando win and the Miami loss. It's a very tight-packed Eastern Conference. It, it's pretty nuts when you look at it. Um, but, yeah, the Knicks are just a half game from being a four seed. And they've got a very easy, very home-favored schedule ahead with these next two games against teams who are probably going to be sellers in a month. So... And I'm talking about the entire month of January is is very easy and home favorite as well. Um, so things are looking very good. And <laughs> I saw a tweet from a Knicks rudder that I follow. Um, put it perfectly. Like, this is the kind of win that can make you say some real irrational shit about the Knicks. <laughs> like, jumping out the window and shit. But, like, it, it was a great win. Um so I want to talk about it. 128 to 92 over Philly. Philly came into this game with no Melton or Corkmots. Uh, the Knicks came into it healthy, uh, relatively. And, and man, did they make that known. Everybody made their presence known in this game. Um, first quarter, the Knicks, you could see, were sharp early. They were led by... Um, they're Nova players, uh, especially Dante. He had a hot first quarter. Deuce. Deuce McBride gets red hot late in the first. The Knicks are up four. Second quarter, the Nova Knicks get hot again. Dante sniping from three. Brunson's working on all three levels. Josh Hart's working in transition. He had a great first half. The Knicks go up 20 points at halftime. Third quarter. This was probably Philly's best quarter, their only decent quarter. And B gets hot. You know, the lead shrinks to, I want to I want to say 13-ish. The Nick offense vanishes a little bit. But they still enter the fourth quarter up 17 points. And they wasted no time because Quentin Grimes put this game to bed with a number of key baskets. With Philly still trying to bite into that lead. Uh, but he ices the game. I think the moment that you could say the Knicks iced the cake was when Isaiah Hartenstein blocks Embiid, and then I think Brunson pushes it ahead to Grimes, who finishes through transition, uh, through contact in transition, and gets the M1. I think that was when the game was officially put to bed. The New York fans in the building were overtaking 
the scumbag cheesesteak fucks in Philly. Uh, and, and that was like the moment for me. But like, yeah, man, to, to hold this team, listen, I am not going to jump ahead of myself. I like to try and stay as level-headed as I can be. Is this Nick defense back to being elite yet? Can you say you probably can't say that yet? But like can you can you say that you think they're gonna be there? Um they held Minnesota to one oh six, Chicago to hundred. Okay, those are two bottom third offenses. The Sixers are a top three offense. They at least were entering tonight. The Knicks held them to ninety two points in their again own building. They shot 40% from the field, just about. They had more than double turnovers than threes made, 14 to 6. And you look at the the 10-man rotation that Nick Nurse ran out there, sure. Embiid got his 30 and 10 to keep the streak alive, who cares? Maxi got his 27 and 9, the usual. And Oubre got 15. After that, the next seven guys... Six points, five points, three points, two points, two points, zero points, zero points. The Knicks did the damn thing. The, the, their defense, like the move for OG Ananobi, it seems to have given them their identity back. It, it, it has done so much because of his versatility. It helps Dante so much defensively because now he can be moved off the point of attack, right? OG comes here. He's the one now guarding Anthony Edwards. And hey, if I got to switch onto Towns, I'll do that. You asked me to take on DeMar DeRozan? Sure. Tonight, takes on Maxi. Oh, switch onto Embiid? Sure. It is so nice to have that length and switchability on the perimeter now. Because our guy to do that before this was R.J. Barrett, who was, let's be honest, not a great defender. He, he has been average defensively, a little better this year. And he's still undersized that wing. We're taking that out, and we're replacing him with O.G. Ananobi, who can actually defend well. One of the top wing defenders in the NBA. And on the other side, you know, he spaces out the floor for you, but, you know, he wasn't great offensively tonight. Who cares? Still scored 11. He brings you so much versatility on the wings now. He's really given the Knicks their identity back. Like, they're now back to being that team that may not be a true, true title contender, but they're a team that nobody wants to see on their schedule because they scratch, claw, fight their asses off. Bloody their opponents and themselves, I heart. They're they're every game. They're physical, tough, hard nosed, and they're so difficult to beat because they don't stop. Forty eight minutes every every night. And I am crediting OG Ananobi for coming here and helping them find that again. The Knicks are a plus seventy four with him on the floor so far. That's that's funny as hell. They're back to suffocating and just smothering their opponents again. The ball pressure tonight was elite. It helped them get into the fast break. The scheming tonight was very smart from Tom Thibodeau. I liked how the Knicks were ignoring non-shooters and just loading up onto Embiid. 
kind of a similar scheme they went with against Chicago the night prior. Um, I like that with their bigs, especially in Precious's minutes, Tom Thibodeau was able to optimize Precious Achua's skill set defensively because we talked, we, we kind of just like brought it up last episode. Um, but like Tibbs tonight had Precious at the level instead of dropping him in pick and roll, which he was able to this way switch the screen that way. So I, I noticed that was a big difference. Taking away their three-point ball because of that. So props to Tibbs for switching up coverages a little bit there. Um, and, and speaking of Tom Thibodeau, I guess we'll segue this into our next segment here. I loved the lineups tonight. Um, the bench finally thrived. Absolutely thrived. Right? I mean, you look at it, 10 points for Hart, 15 for McBride, 19 for Grimes. Achua even added in a three, a couple three-pointers. I mean, yeah. I think the first thing you, know, you, you say was, well, the bench thrived because with Precious, Tibbs played him with some of the starters a little bit while keeping iHeart on the floor with the bench early on. You saw that adjustment from last game to this game. That's also something we discussed last show, where this bench unit is going to need that movement and spacing that iHeart brings. He opens up the floor. And so what happened? iHeart stayed on the floor with Randall and the bench. And they were able to thrive because of that. We got more of the OG Anilobi Josh Hart wing lineups. The Knicks did a hell of a job holding it down defensively once again, thanks to that lineup. Now, there was the third quarter, which is another example of why I really don't love this lineup to be like a super regular occurrence because of the, of the spacing and the offense just might, might not be good enough. But the defense is elite. You can't deny that and you also saw that same lineup with OG and Hart on the wings minus Randall and you're adding in Grimes I mean I mean that that like you saw the difference there while you do lose Randall's gravity on the post you also gain spacing and wing defense with Grimes I mean dude like Grimes Josh Hart and OG Ananobi together is an unbelievable wing trio defensively. And it's one that I absolutely think will be part of that new death lineup. I think this, I think the Brunson Grimes heart OG I heart five man lineup. Is that the new, is that the new, what was it? Brunson quickly heart. Um, Randall I heart. Is that the new, is that it? That might be the new one. But, um, yeah, man, like, of course, having guys who've been non-factors finally knock down their shots is, is a massive help. But, again, I attribute that to things like iHeart being out there with Grimes and with Deuce and opening up the floor for them. iHeart is, you know what, Isaiah Hartenstein has been absolutely killing it. We talked last last episode about should the Knicks pay him? Will they pay him? I'm just enjoying it. 17 points tonight, 8 of 9 shooting, 6 boards, 
Five assists, couple steals, couple blocks. He was a plus 26 in the box. 35 minutes played. I used to dislike this guy so much. A lot of us did. Right? The first half of last season, it was brutal. (laughs) I wanted him cut. I remember me advocating for it on Twitter like a madman. An absolute idiot. And a lot of other Knicks fans did too. (laughs) The new year comes, like the second half of the season-ish. He starts to play very well. So well to where he starts closing games over Mitchell Robinson, your starting center. Now we get to this season, and he's been so good. We are currently, as I speak, January 6th, at a point where people are ready to ship Mitchell Robinson out of town and pay iHeart. Now, whether or not you agree, disagree, like that's that's the point we're at. And that just goes to show how much of a turnaround it's been with iHeart. How great he's been for this team. You really haven't missed a beat defensively. It does it in different ways, but like he's holding his damn own on that end, and then he's giving you offense. He held Embiid so ineffective tonight. Again, Embiid did his thing, 30-something points, 10 boards, but it never felt like outside maybe the third quarter when he went on that run there, never felt like Embiid was going to do much damage to the scoreboards. Didn't seem like he was very engaged in this game. He didn't match iHeart's energy. Maybe it was because he played the entire game banged up. Good God. This guy's got the body of a 90-year-old, which does make me a little bit, uh, not that it's ever going to happen, Skeptical of if they were ever to ever if they were ever to make a deal for him, um, as as Donovan Mitchell highlights come across my screen, <laughs> Jesus, or Cleveland Cavaliers highlights, um, that's not a sign. But yeah, like and that's, that's the offense. Like he's got such great chemistry first and foremost with so many guys on the team, from his chemistry with Dante Divincenzo to he's already got a chemistry with OG Anobi now, to Brunson. He and Brunson on those short rolls in the fourth quarters are starting to become like a staple of the offense where iHeart screens, the defense traps, iHeart rolls to the free throw line extended as the outlet, Brunson hits him, and iHeart creates quick offense out of the short pick and roll. That happened tonight where he eventually... Went to Brunson, to iHeart, and then he found a cutting OG Ananobi. It's good. Keep using that. That's that's something that Brunson actually does pretty well in. Passing-wise. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you got to credit Deuce McBride and, and Quentin Grimes. Grimes ended the game by icing it in the fourth quarter there. And then Deuce, I feel like Deuce McBride... Listen, I don't know that he's going to be the guy. I still think the Knicks need a guard to lead that bench unit. But, you know, if Grimes ended the game, Deuce, I feel like he got the Knicks in great position to jumpstart this blowout by getting hot late in the first quarter with those four consecutive threes made. The Knicks were down 10 points to Philly at that point. 
McBride checks in. All of a sudden, he gets hot, and boom. So, nice to see him aggressive. Nice to see him knocking down his shots. Playing as that off-ball wing. Doing a great job. Um, or did tonight. Quentin Grimes, though. I'm going to hand him Quentin Grimes the game ball off the bench. We'll start with him. Um, This was possibly his best game of the season. Quentin Grimes. He had 18 points tonight for the Knicks. No, he had 19 points. 19 points. He shot 6 of 13, 4 of 9 from 3, 3 of 3 at the free throw line. 8 rebounds, couple steals. I'm sorry, a couple of assists, a steal, and a block. He was a plus 37. That wasn't even the highest on the team. Josh Hart was a damn near plus 50. <laughs> but Grimes was excellent. And don't look now, but, you know, with a, a completely different lineup next to him, where he's already playing without Brunson being with the bench, but now he's not playing next to, you know, an ISO heavy quickly, and he's not playing next to R.J. Barrett. Post OG and Anobi quickly trade, Crimes has scored 10 points, 8 points, then 18 points. Um, and that's obviously noticeable because in his previous six games before the trade, Three points, five points, two points, two points, six points, three points. So, he's, something's working for him. He's being more active. I know it's early, three games, but he looked good. And he's doing everything right now. Tonight he was fantastic. The ball pressure, very active out there. When was the last time we saw Quentin Grimes grab multiple 50-50 balls? He was super aggressive. Deflections, contested rebounds. And then you add in the floor spacing he was provided with his three-point shooting. So Grimes, another night for him where he gets a game ball and all of a sudden he's racking him up. He's got four off the bench. Much better off the bench right now. And then you go to Jalen Brunson in the starting lineup. Obviously, Another great night for Jalen Brunson. 29 points tonight. 11 of 20 shooting. 4 of 9 from 3. 3 of 3 at the line. He's doing a thing recently where he's getting the scoring early on in the game. He was quiet in the second half again, but he hit his timely baskets and he's been doing his thing. There's not much else to say about Jalen Brunson, but the fact that he scored 29, grabbed the win on ESPN. You know, do we even need to revisit that topic? Good for Brunson, the Knicks 1A. Um, yeah, man, I think, like, again, this is a shorter episode, audio only. It's going to be less detailed, not going to get too technical. I think we'll wrap it up here. First of a back-to-back. So I, I want to get this episode out so it has some type of short life. Oh, Jesus. So it has some type of shelf life. <laughs> so what we'll do is we'll head to break. 
get back and wrap this thing up with our trivia question. And then that will be that. Stay with us here on BD4, episode 603. We appreciate you sticking around and listening so far. When you have a chance, be sure to open YouTube to subscribe, like, and comment. And if you're already watching on YouTube, be sure to head over to Apple Podcasts and give us a five-star review. We appreciate your feedback and are always looking to improve. Now, with that all said, let's get you back to the show. You can also find us on social media. If you'd like, you can follow BD4 on Facebook, and we're at BD4Pod on both Instagram and Twitter. We appreciate you helping us grow more and more every day. Let's get back to it. Welcome back to the show. I'm your host, RJ Carbone. So with that said, I think we will wrap this thing up early. I think let's 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 call it that shorter episode, not a great episode. I'm sorry I couldn't really get the full details in of what I wanted to discuss, but I hate these damn back-to-backs. It's hard. It's, it's really a one-man show here on BD4 to uh to do everything. Um so let's head to our trivia and that'll be that. Now we um we don't have our sound effects up tonight, but who cares? Um, our trivia for tonight's episode is in episode six oh three. Name the top five points per game leaders in Knicks history with a minimum of two hundred games played. All right, bit of a challenge. Name the top five points per game leaders in Knicks history with a minimum of 200 games played. So, you know, obviously Brunson wouldn't be included in this. So one final time here in episode 603, our trivia question for tonight. Name the top five points per game leaders in Knicks history with a minimum of 200 games played. So let me know the answer wherever you can reach me. If you get the answer correct, I'll give you a shout out in the next show. I think that is going to do it, folks. We actually made record time here. About 27 minutes. So that's the sweet spot for shorter episodes, uh, you know, on the first of back to backs. So hope you enjoyed the show. I'm sorry that it wasn't a great detailed episode. Sorry I couldn't get the video edited up, but we had to rush this one because, again, the, the next game starts in less than 24 hours, and I want this to have some type of shelf life. That's it. Appreciate you tuning in, and I'll see you in the next show, folks. This episode was brought to you by Anchor. Hey there. If you stayed the entire way through, we thank you immensely for it. We hope you enjoyed this podcast and that you come back for the next episode real soon. Don't forget to like, subscribe, comment, download these episodes, and share them with your friends as well. BD4 is a five-star podcast simply because of you, and we'd like to keep it that way. Have a wonderful day. Go Yankees and go Knicks.